Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. Now it's a channel and a podcast. I absolutely love it. I am so excited to finally be back. So today, as you have maybe read in the title, it is focused on grief surrounded on trading your will for God's will. Each title represents a different stage that I have gone through within these past five months, all surrounding grief and kind of exposing the process behind following God's will. Truth is, I didn't expect his process to consist of so much grief, but it did, and it consisted of a lot of pain. And with that, I was left in circumstances that I did not think I would be left in. So that kind of brought a lot of turmoil and it opened the door to a lot of doubt on his will. But I'm here to show that you can come out of this process and you can even, while being in the process, be able to rejoice in who he is and in what he wants to do in your life. As we go through the series, I cannot wait to show you what it is to fall in love with God's will, even when you have to grieve what was once in your hands and grieve your will, grieve your dreams and your desires, even things that were on the top of your priority list, things that God took away, you have to grieve it but also rejoice in what he is giving you. The whole purpose of this whole series is that we understand that God's will brings grief. And it's grief that we experience when we have to let go of the things that we thought were good for us. And we have to let go of things that have been on the throne of our hearts. He does everything with a purpose. Nothing is done as just because. He's not putting us through anything for the fun of it, but he's allowing us to go through a process so that we can experience the transformation that we need. And truly, I think that this pain is temporary. Grief is temporary. But the eternal mark that God has placed over our lives is eternal. So it's going to be so edifying for your spirit and it's going to change who you are and it's going to open doors that you could not open before when you had these things in your hands that they just were not good for you or they were good for you but for a season. God takes them out because to go to the next level, to go to the next season, you have to be cleansed and you have to be edified and refined to be able to walk into his will. Hopefully you can see that it is worth going into the process. And I pray, I pray that you find motivation to walk into the process. You found motivation to withstand the pain of the process. The storm of grief that you have to face, I pray that you learn to stand firm in it. Even through this series, as we really go into grief and what it is and what it is that we go through, I pray that you can just be confident in living and walking down this path of his will. 
Because although it is the unknown, that's really what God's will is, we're walking into the unknown, it is full of peace. And it is full of this beautiful, beautiful comfort that it doesn't feel so comfortable to our flesh, but it is a comfort to your spirit because you know where you're walking, even though it is unknown. So before we go into anything, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for giving us such a beautiful topic and allowing us to get to know grief from your perspective, Father. I ask that the person that is listening to this, that you simply place your hand over their heart, over their mind, that you allow them to walk into this process, or if they are already in it, that you give them such a peace that they know you are with them, Father. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your abundant grace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Before we jump into today's topic, how could I go and start this video without introducing you to Jesus? You have not seen Jesus in any of these other videos. This is Jesus. He is by far the most amazing pillow I have ever encountered. Um, this is the best purchase of my life. And yeah, I will definitely link him below so that everyone can get a Jesus. Because I'm telling you right now, prayer life with this tiny pillow is the most amazing thing ever. Now today's title is focused on a heavy request. A heavy request is before the process. And as we go through the process this entire series, you will see that it all starts with the heavy request. A lot of the time in our Christian walk, we tend to grow really, really comfortable with where we are. And it's a very dangerous thing because we don't just grow comfortable with where we are and what we're doing but we grow comfortable with having a dry relationship with God. And we grow comfortable with being confused and walking in this inconsistency with our relationship with him. It's such a dangerous thing. And I have been there where my connection with him was solely based off of a Sunday service. It was such a dangerous season for me because I was not having an intimacy with God, but rather I was just nitpicking on when I wanted to be intimate with him. And it wasn't even true intimacy because it did not include my whole heart. The request brings transformation and it allows you to actually live out this Christian life instead of claiming the title of christianity and not living for god you open the door so that your whole heart is in this so that you can call yourself a child of god and actually reap it by showing yourself to be a child of god and i feel that we get stuck in these battles of not wanting to talk to god where we maybe maybe we do want to talk to him but we just don't feel motivated to give him the time of day and it all stems back to the fact that we are not opening our hearts for transformation, which is why the heavy request is such a necessity. So personally, 
my requests have always stemmed in god i want to be consistent with you god i want to be obedient god i need your help god help me actually love our relationship everything has always gone back to help learn i need more like there's so many requests on my end because i realized how much help i needed these requests they started coming up when i realized that i wanted more in my relationship with god and i know i'm not the only one who feels that there are many of us here who just want more with our relationship with god but we don't exactly know how to take this next step and we don't know how to get out of the cycle of inconsistency and confusion and again we grow comfortable with not understanding god's voice we grow comfortable with having all these questions but having them left unanswered and it's crazy because that is exactly what the enemy wants he wants you to desire god but then literally never get to the point of intimacy with god that's why there's always so much distraction and so much room to mess up and there's so much room to idolize things and let them be your priority rather than letting God be your priority. So again, what is the heavy request? The vulnerability behind your words is the heavy request. Because look, you can make a request to God. You can say, God, touch my heart. But you don't actually desire it and it's not vulnerable it's not sincere it's not in your heart it's not what you truly desire so you're just saying words and that request does not bring transformation it is a vulnerable request that brings transformation over your life because you are saying god with my whole heart i need your hand over it i need you to come here and really dissect my heart really perform a whole heart surgery and get anything in my heart that is not of you so that you can live within me that is a heavy request and it makes it heavy because it does require more from you but it brings more of god to you so it shows itself to be worth it so vulnerability and willingness is what makes the request heavy now let me give you an example because this is something i asked god to do and again this series is a pure reflection over what i have gone through within these last five months the heavy request i believe for me happened in about like march or april right when I was in my season of surrender, I was like, oh wow, there are things I really have to surrender to God. And I told God this one sentence, just one, and it was with my whole heart, like sobbing, boohoo eyes, crying. Like I just screamed to God, God, let my heart break for what breaks yours. Y'all, do you know what that sentence does? That sentence is so heavy when you truly mean it. You're telling God to break your heart for what breaks his. This opens the door, not just for him to break your heart for what breaks his, but it opens the door to a process where before he shows you everything that breaks his heart, 
he has to open the door so that you can see his character so that you can really understand why things even break his heart god is funny in this way he doesn't just give you the outcome of your request but he prepares the garden of your heart to be ready to accept that outcome and let me explain think of it like this the garden of your heart it is a literal garden Think of it like he's taking out the weeds and he's literally pulling things from the root, removing it so that it can be clear for his vision to be planted within the garden of your heart so that his will can be planted within your heart. So God does this thing and I think it's beautiful that he does it in this way because if I tried to imagine why God does the things that he does through my vision it is so limited and that is why when you say God break my heart for what breaks yours he has to move your vision to the side and he has to replace it with his perspective so that you can really understand why these things break his heart and on top of that he then opens the door to expose the things in your life that break his heart the things in your heart that break his heart it is crazy you ask this one thing and now he points out everything and you start seeing it from a different perspective you start seeing it in a different vision in a different light god starts showing you why it is that these things break his heart now something that you'll learn to understand over time is that all of God's explanations, they all match back to his vision and his character. Everything is kind of like an equation. You grow to understand, okay, this broke God's heart because this is within his character. And something that I was doing or something that's within my heart or within my life was not aligning with his character. So it prevented me from talking to him this way or living for him in this way. Things just start making sense. Personally, in my life, he removed relationship, he removed friendships, he removed habits and just ways of living, things that I was so used to, and he just removed it to then show me why it broke his heart. And he pointed things out to me that in the moment, I said, God, but that didn't break my heart. And he said, because you did not see that it was breaking you, but it was breaking my heart because it was breaking you so it had to be stopped and i think that's such a crazy thing that in a moment we could possibly be completely blind to something that is truly breaking us and this is why the heavy request requires such vulnerability because only god can see the things in your life that are broken the things in your life that bother him that break his heart because it's breaking you and it's not bringing you to your greatest potential so god needs to have you enter this season so that he can open the door for you to now see this is what is breaking my heart and i see more in you i see you having this greatest potential but if you continue going down this path, if you continue in this relationship, if you continue in this friendship, if you continue down with these habits, you're going to break and it's not going to bring you to my will. So for that reason, 
God needs to expose these things and bring it to the light. Perform a heart surgery on you so that you can walk into his will and confidently see what it is that he has for you in your life. Because you cannot chase his will with your own directions. You literally will not find his will if you are abiding by your own dictations. If you lead yourself down your own paths, if you lead yourself into your own relationships, if you don't let God speak over your life, you are not going to find his will. His will comes when you are willing to grieve your own control because you're going to grieve it. You're going to feel the weight of, oh wow, I have no control right now, but I'm giving it to the one who knows my greatest potential and I can trust that if he has control, he is going to bring me somewhere that I could not bring myself. And that is the humility and the vulnerability that comes with this heavy request. Although God will not tell you where he's taking you, because to walk into God's will is to walk with faith into the unknown, I believe that he exposes his character and exposes his way of thinking. And with that, you find peace in the unknown because you start trusting more in the author and you start trusting more in the one who is directing everything. And you can have your hands back and say, God, I know you're going to take me into somewhere again where I could not take myself and you're going to free me of things that I could not free myself from and I'm going to see one day that your will was so much greater than my own over my life. The dreams that I had for myself, the desires that I carried, they were not going to bring me to where God could bring me. There's such a peace in knowing that because The fact that I would have brought myself into a place, honestly, that would not have done my spirit any good if I had just followed my own directions. I can now trust, sure, letting this go is going to be rough. Letting control go is going to be rough. But God is going to bring me somewhere that is going to be fruitful. And you're going to be put in certain scenarios that they're going to mold you into who you are called to be. So there's such peace in knowing that, yeah, the process is rough and this is a very heavy request, but it's going to bring you to a place of glory because your life will be able to glorify God. And there is such joy and peace in knowing this. Now, I don't say all of this, so that you can fear the request. But I tell you this so that you understand and that you don't ignore the depth in your words because you have to be prepared of what this request requires of you. You are basically giving God a key to your heart and you are saying plant whatever you want in the garden of my heart and do your will. You are opening the door to so much when you say that. You are allowing him to touch areas of your life that maybe you didn't expect him to touch. But God is going to show you why that needed to happen. So there's always peace in knowing and trusting in who your God is. 
This is why it is so important to know him and get to know him daily and allow this moment of accepting the heavy request that you can now take advantage and grow closer to him and really truly understand who he is and that will allow you to grow a confidence with him so that you can allow him to walk into any part of your heart and you will be okay with him dissecting the the most sensitive parts of you personally i grieved every single thing god removed from my life he divided me from friendships he removed people that i idolized he made room he really cleared space so that it could just be me and him he even changed my dreams and he revealed the deep hurts that were within my heart that i couldn't see and he started revealing to me the things that were deep within my heart the unforgiveness the bitterness everything that i did not think was there he exposed it and he said i am willing to heal this so that you can walk down the path of my will and so that you can be exposed and excelled and you can just grow into what i have for you and for that that was such a great bargain i mean hello to be able to experience that grief but experience it in his presence and have him be able to show me what he wants to plant in my garden or in my life the things that he wants to do with me that gives me peace that the grief is worth it The grief that I was experiencing, all the turmoil, the heartbreak, oh my gosh, the heartache that I felt having to let go of certain things, but God said it is worth it. And I could see it now. I could see that it is worth it because knowing what God is going to do within my life and the things that he's going to open the door to, it is okay that I don't have to do my will anymore. It is okay that I have to walk into the unknown now because I now can trust that the God who is above everything has my life in his hands. And I pray that that is something you can grow to trust is that the God who knows you, the God who wants more of your heart, if you truly give your heart to him, he will not just deal with it gently and beautifully, but he will open doors that you could not open yourself. And there are relationships, and guys, I'm going to speak very delicately on this, but there are relationships that you think are good for you, and I mean friendships, I mean any sort of relationship. There are relationships that naturally you think are great for you, And then God exposes things. And if you truly allow him to speak truth over your life, he will start showing you why things should not be there. It can be life changing when you allow him to speak truth into the things that you don't want to see be exposed into the light. Because there are things that you're comfortable with. There are aspects of your life that you don't want to change. But if you let God place his hand over it, please know that his truth will bring so much glory over your life and it will expose things and it will allow promises to spread within your life, his promises that he has over your life. 
So find peace in knowing. Yes, letting go is rough. It is so, so rough. And it is heartaching. And the pain sometimes will want to convince you to reverse the surrender and undo everything and go back because it just hurts so much. But can I say when you break within his presence, it becomes bearable. He is like, his presence is like the anesthesia that you are able to withstand the surgery because his presence is there. And because you intentionally go into prayer and you go to him and say, God, here's every ounce of grief that I feel. I'm doing this process for you and I need you to be here with me while you break my heart for what breaks yours. And God will, without a doubt, he will be there. If you're going to walk into this process, at least allow God to remain by you for every step of the process. Do not run away from him because he is the only thing that will sustain you. He is your refuge, which means he is your port in your storm. This means he is literally your escape to safety. He is what will protect you. He is your covering. He is everything you need to survive this process. So I'm going to list some of the heavy requests that us as believers tend to say. And whether you have said this with your whole heart or not, believe that if after this you choose to go into prayer and make heavy requests, believe that God will give his heavy requests back and that together you can form an intimacy where you make this an opportunity for your relationship with him to grow so much closer and much more intimate. I'm going to be reading these out of a few psalms. Of course, I think the heavy requests that we face a lot of the times, a lot of the things that we say, I think it's beautifully reflected within psalms. So, please note Psalms 25 verses 4 through 5, and it says, Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. Then there is Psalms 86 verses 2 through 4. And it says, Protect me, for I am devoted to you. Save me, for I serve you and trust you. You are my God. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I am calling on you constantly. Give me happiness, O Lord, for I give myself to you. And this psalm has to be by far my favorite. And it is Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. And it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Now I want us to kind of review what these psalms are saying and really what we are saying when we say these things. So based on Psalm 25, you are saying, show me the right path and lead me. You are opening the door for him to redirect your path 
realign your path and bring you down a path that maybe you did not expect to have to walk down. In order for you to get certain outcomes that you desire, the things that you ask for, for example, if you ask God, God, open the door so that I can be able to preach your name boldly. Do you think he's just going to open the door so that you can preach his name boldly? No, he's going to get to the root of the problem for why you can't preach boldly right now. And if there are people preventing you from preaching boldly, if there are people who are influencing you badly, he's going to remove those people. And then on top of that, he's going to get to the root of what insecurities in you, what hurt is within your heart that needs to be broken, that needs to be embraced by my hand. And then he's going to break your heart and then it's going to hurt. But then you're going to be able to finally preach boldly to people. And that is exactly how God works. He does everything in these very strategic steps that only he knows best. If you ask him to go down the right path that you want him to lead you, expect to lose control from your hand. And then in Psalm 86, really the verse is telling you, God, protect me and constantly save me. So you're opening the door for him to protect you from things that you maybe don't think you need protection from. You're opening the door for him to unlock his vision and show you that there are certain things that you need to be protected from. Maybe there are certain things that you're listening to that you need protection from. There are things that you're seeing with your eyeballs that you need protection from. You need protection in certain friendships. You need protection when you're alone. What are the things that you're listening to? What are the things that you that you're seeing? What are the things that are possibly contaminating your heart and mind? And those are the same things that God might just need to protect you from. So know that if you say, God, protect me and save me, he's going to protect you and save you from the things that he knows best that need to be away from you. And then in Psalm 139, beautifully it says, test me and remove anything that lives in me that offends you. There are things in you that God might need to remove that you're going to be offended by him for the fact that he has to remove it. Like you're offended that God's offended by the things that are, in, that are within your heart. Maybe it's things that you say, the way that you speak, the way that you hold yourself, the things that are in your heart, in your mind. Guys, the things that are within your heart and within your mind, it dictates where you go in life. So that is why it is so often brought up to give your heart and give your mind to God. Because with that, if he's able to remove it, if he's able to take control over things within your life, you open that door for intimacy with him. It all goes back to being intimate with God. That is our goal. And if you are saying, God, offend me, sometimes he's going to offend you with your own actions he's gonna point things out in you that are breaking his heart and you're going have you're going to have to basically be vulnerable and say well god i'm sorry i offended you it takes humility and it takes vulnerability to accept 
that God is offended by some of the things that you are doing. And with that being said, if he exposes these things to you, do not feel offended and run away. Rather, thank God for exposing these things because he's doing it out of his love for you. And then walk confidently that now God is able to see your heart and that he has placed his hand over your heart that now you can be more confident in what he's going to do in your life and in your character. Because truly, if you open the door for him to go within your heart, that opens the door for him to possibly expose you into other people's lives and be a good influence and help people be fruitful, inspire people to chase God so that they can be fruitful. That brings us to God's requests, which after hearing our heavy requests and seeing the things that it opens the door to, God's requests are very straightforward. And I'm reading from Jeremiah 29, verse 13 and 14. And it says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. How cute. I think it's a very wholesome verse. It's literally just saying, if you look for God with your whole heart, if you look for him intentionally, if you look for him sincerely with truth, meaning you look for him with an open heart. If you truly search for God with an open heart, with a vulnerable mind, you will find him. If you allow him to see the dirtiest parts of you, if you allow him to touch the most sensitive parts of your heart, the most sensitive parts of your life, he will heal those things and he will draw near to you. But if you try to call on God and close your heart to him, and you say, "Mm, God, not that part of me, no thank you. Well then how can you expect to find him? He wants you to seek him wholeheartedly and then you will find him. And then it says in Isaiah 55 verse 6, Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. This is literally just saying, seek God now. Don't just seek him wholeheartedly, but seek him wholeheartedly now. Don't wait. Because especially knowing the times that we are in, And knowing the process that we have to go through, how can we waste any more time? God is here. He is accessible now. So it is our time to reach out for him and seek him and confidently know that if we seek him wholeheartedly, we will find him. So if you go to him wholeheartedly with every dirty issue that you have, best belief he's going to reach his right hand out and save you because that is the God we serve. He is a God of mercy. He is a God who draws near to you. Even when you feel like, oh, I'm not getting the goosebumps, that I don't feel like he's here, I don't feel like he's near me. He is there. He is there with you. He is surrounding you. He lives within you by his Holy Spirit. And he sacrificed his son's life for you because he wants nothing more than to draw near to you. So find confidence in that, that God wants to draw nearer to you. And then it says in Matthew 10, verse 39, which is by far one of my favorite verses. It's a very intense verse, but it 
<laughs> I'll say, okay, wait. It carries a very heavy request, but you see the message in it and why God says this once you grow to understand his heart and his character. Let me explain. It says, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Now, God is literally saying, if you cling on to your heart, if you cling on to your mind, if you cling on to everything that you want to do, if you cling on to your own desires, if you cling on to your whole life, if you just cling on to you, your flesh, your desires, your dreams, you are going to lose your life. And if you give it up for God, if you surrender everything and say, God, you know my heart, you know my dreams. Because I want to clarify something. When I say surrender your dreams, I'm not saying God is possibly not going to open the door to that dream. I'm just saying God knows best. If he sees that there are certain dreams that will be part of your purpose and it will bring you closer to him, then yes, he will open that door. But there are certain dreams that you need to look through his vision first and then see why it is not a good dream for you. Or maybe it was a good dream for a season, but it's not a good dream anymore. And God says, if you give up your life, if you give up all your dreams, all your desires, you will find your life. Now, the coincidence in all of this is that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is literally the life. So, you will find life if you take your hands off of having control over your life. It's a very mind-boggling thing to think about because thinking, if I let go of control, I will find my life. And what's crazy is I am a witness that when you walk into this process and you let go of everything, God truly does give you life. I can proudly say I have never felt more peace and more confidence about who I am and where I'm going than I have now being in the process. And it is a beautiful thing and that is why I recommend having a heavy request and allowing God to enter your heart and giving him your heart willingly. Okay, so this brings me to our main verse. And this is one of God's requests. And when I tell you this verse is, this verse is it for me. This is actually the entire verse for the series. And oh, I'm just going to read it to you. Please follow me with Joel chapter 2 verses 12 and 13 and mainly it is 13 that we are focused on but i'll add in 12 because it's also it's beautiful altogether. and it says that is why the lord says turn to me now while there is time give me your hearts come with fasting weeping and mourning verse 13 don't tear your clothing in your grief but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, 
filled with unfailing love. He is eager. He is eager to relent and not punish. Now, God is saying here, and this specifically, let's focus on the first half of 13. Don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Isn't that insane? Don't tear your clothing. Don't have this, I want to say this external outburst within your grief. Don't die. Don't completely fall apart, which I can say I went through that stage. Within the first three weeks of facing all this heartache and starting the process of, you know, walking in this heavy request, I really felt myself tearing the clothing, if that makes any sense. I literally spent weeks just weeping and in mourning and grieving and complaining and wanting to go back and all of this ups and downs of grief and instead of crying in God's presence instead of coming to him saying God I am giving you all of me it hurts but here I am what do you need what what else do you need me to do I'm here Instead of that, I kind of just remained in sadness for like a good little bit. And then God was very quick to say, tear open your heart for me and I will be with you. And with that, I I get chills just because God is so merciful and God is so beautiful in how he works. And as much as we face grief, he shows himself to be there And he shows himself that he will have enough mercy to, yes, reveal things to you. And he will show you his vision and he'll show you his way of thinking and he'll show you his character. And you'll just start seeing why his vision is so much better. For that reason, when you have to let go and when you are in grief, don't just sit there breaking and dying in your emotions, but instead Give your heart to God. Give that broken heart to God. Every feeling that you carry. Because it is, again, it's a painful process. And it, it is a lot of grief. It's a lot of grief. But as the word of God tells us, don't just die within your grief. But instead, let God break your heart in his hands. So that you can, let's say, experience the anesthesia. And you can lay and rest in his presence and find peace in walking in the unknown find peace in undergoing this heart surgery and realize that there is worth behind the pain god is requesting more of you so that you can find more of him and i can confidently tell y'all i have never heard god as clearly as I have in this process. The way that he communicates with me, it's very different and it's very unexpected, but I opened my mind and my heart to whatever he wanted to do. And truly I can say, I feel connected to God. I feel the constant conviction. I feel the Holy Spirit within me, convicting me, allowing me to carry discernment and identify the weights in my life that are of God's will 
and of are not God's will. And I can tell the difference because the Holy Spirit is what opens the door for you to feel the burden of things that are not part of God's will. So it's almost like God does this cleansing over your life after you have this heavy request. And then to maintain that, he allows the Holy Spirit to communicate to you in ways that you did not communicate with the Holy Spirit before. And then you begin communicating with God in prayer in a very much more intimate aspect where your prayer life feels like a communication. It feels like a dialogue. It feels like a relationship. But I can confidently say that I am falling in love with God's character because guys, truly, God has a character. He has a personality. He is hilarious. I believe that he is so, so admirable as how he speaks it's so gentle and it's so he's so delicate with us and it's mind-blowing and just the humor behind the way that he talks and the comfort that he brought behind every moment when i was in tears when i was in heartache when i was in offense when i was in every moment he was there and he showed himself to be exactly what i needed in every single moment and i say this because if you want to walk in this process, be confident that you are going to fall in love with who God is. Because God truly is everything that you need, everything that you desire, even the desires that you don't know you desire. He becomes those desires. And it's crazy. And it brings you into his will. And his will is so liberating and it is so freeing to walk in. So I ask that regardless of the pain, regardless of how much it's going to hurt to let go of control, regardless of what he asks of you, I don't know what he's going to ask of you. What he asked of me may not be what he asks of you, but I know that at some point in time, you are going to be faced with something that's uncomfortable, with something that's painful. To be refined and to be edified, it hurts. But the fruit that comes from it and the closeness to God that you gain, it gives the pain worth. I know that God allows this process because he needs you to see that if he is all that you have, he is truly all that you need. It sucks because there are some things that make your heart happy, but it breaks God's heart. And little did we know that those things that made us happy were actually breaking us. And that's what shows, like, God knows better. And we have to trust that whatever God reveals to us, whatever the things that he says needs to be fixed or removed, it needs to be fixed or removed. Like, his thoughts are just higher than our thoughts. And he knows best. He's going to guide you in the best way. So the request for God to have your heart is heavy. It truly is. It is heavy. But it is liberating and it is life-changing. So really, I encourage you, pray these dangerous prayers and open your heart so that God can plant his will within you and so that you can confidently walk in your purpose, in your call, in the character that God is going to form you in, that you can confidently walk into this life-changing process 
and know that you are not going to die in grief, but God is going to uplift you. He's going to strengthen you and he's going to be everything that you need and everything that you want. And trust that you will get to know his character. And trust me when I say when you get to know his character, everything becomes worth it. Every ounce of pain becomes worth it because the more you become divided from who you were or you become divided from your flesh and your own desires, you start just falling in love with God's desires because they're just so much better. And having relationship with him is just completely life-changing. So that brings us to the end of the heavy request. Um, I want to really open the floor to prayer. And please, if you have a prayer request, please comment that below. I have my Instagram linked. I will link that below too so that you can DM me. Please reach out to me if you need prayer or if you simply have questions or if you have some suggestions on other things that we could talk about. Now, Let's actually pray all together to just conclude the topic. Father God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for showing us the worth behind the heavy request. We thank you for being so merciful and for actually wanting to guide us down the right path. We thank you, God, for being a beautiful surgeon and a wonderful father. And we ask you that in this moment, everything that we have learned within this video, help us apply it to our everyday lives. Help us be able to surrender in ways that we have not surrendered before. Help us trust you and trust that if we break in your hands, if we open our hearts in your hands, that you will bring us down a beautiful path that is the beautiful process that you have for us, God. We believe that this heavy request is just the beginning to a beautiful lifelong mark that you have placed over our lives. We thank you, Father, again for your mercy and your presence and just surround us, surround our homes, surround our hearts, and surround our minds. And in Jesus' powerful name, we pray all of this. Amen. All right, guys. So I want to thank you so much for listening up until this point, if you have um be prepared for the next video because this is just the start to a wonderful series and i cannot wait to dive into it i'll give you guys the title ready it's called the breakup <gasps> i know i know very suspenseful i think it's gonna be great it actually is just focused on the season after the request so be prepared for the next video just keep a lookout and again I thank you so much for being here and may God bless you. Have a great rest of your day.